Welcome to an all-new episode of SJHL Weekly. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jeremy Corrigan, and we're going to be joined by Rory and Jamie here shortly. Of course, we have a great episode planned for you guys. We're going to be talking about a recap, of course, of the weekend that was in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We're also going to be joined by forward for the Weyburn Red Wings, Riley Morgan. He's been at, been red hot since joining the Red Wings, so we'll get his thoughts on the season. And we'll also have another great addition of Buy It or Sell It. But before we get into today's show, we have to give a big shout out to our sponsors because without their support, this show would not be possible. So a big shout out to Chevrolet, Capital Automall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Tourism Saskatchewan, SGI Saskatchewan, Construction Safety Association, Young's Equipment. Thank you so much for your support. As you can see, all the great sponsors on our screen, because of course, without their support, this show would not be possible. So let's bring in our co-hosts, Rory McGoran, Jamie Nugabauer. Fellas, how are we doing? Very well. Yeah. Good. How Thanks. was the weekend? Uh, awesome weekend. And great to have you as back as We're well. We're back, guys. You yeah. know what? It. I, I did the math. It's been two months since we did an in-person show, the three of us. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a while. Yeah, the boys are back in town, you know, the old Thin Lizzy. That, yeah. that is what they said. Uh, big shout out to producer Clark for mm -hmm. filling in last week. He yeah. did a great job with you guys. And of course, I was away in Winnipeg for the SJHL, MJHL showcase. And before we get into the weekend that was in the SJHL, I want to get your guys' thoughts on the SJHL, MJHL showcase. I know you both were uh, watching on Hockey TV from afar, but uh, I'll, I'll start with you, Nugsy. What kind of stood out mm -hmm. for you in the SJHL, MJHL showcase? Yeah, it, you know what? I think it, it went in a lot of ways kind of what I expected in terms sure. of the, the U20 teams that had a lot of chemistry there with Battlefords and Melfort lighting it up. They were really, really, really impressive. And even more than that, Rory and I were gushing on both the U18 team, <laughs> yeah. how good they were. And even the first game, even though it was a one-goal game, I think it was more a one-goal game because they took their foot off the gas more than anything. And second game, they didn't take their foot off the gas and it was an 8-2 to two dominant <laughs> mm -hmm. show. So they put on a show. We could go down the list mm -hmm. of the players that impressed. It would be a long show if we did that. Uh, but uh, big time kudos uh, to everybody involved. Rory? Yeah, yeah. It was a fantastic event. Uh, everyone down there in Manitoba mm -hmm. did an um, unreal did. job mm -hmm. at putting this together. But a few of our buy it or sell it for the showcase landed, right? The SJ gets yep. uh, their revenge mm -hmm. after the 2020 SJHL MJHL showcase here in Regina. They take four out of six games. And the two top leading scorers of the tournament both came from mm -hmm. the U18 team. So shout out to Tim Kim and Jackson Allen uh, of Humboldt and Battlefords, respectively. Mm. And then you got to love the story of Cam Hurdlick as well, oh. right? Was omitted from the initial roster. Joel Favreau suffers an injury beforehand. Hurdlick in, shutout. Mm -hmm. So I, I loved it. I loved it. A little yeah. chip on the shoulder interview afterwards, too. So yeah. uh, those are kind of my takeaways. But overall, it was a great event for, for both leagues. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, nice to see Saskatchewan take that 4-2 to, four to two win. And we and, talked about, sorry, but how many goals would be scored, too. There's yeah. plenty, plenty of goals. It did hit the over. Yeah. It hit the over. It? Yeah. Hard. It hit good the good. over hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was about 42, I 42. think. 42. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Lots of great storylines to come out of the SJHL MJHL showcase. And uh, to echo what Rory said, uh, huge shout out to everybody with the Manitoba Junior mm -hmm. Hockey League for putting on a uh, fantastic event. There was a lot of scouts in attendance, and the event's just going to keep growing mm -hmm. and growing. So let's move on to this past weekend in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. For a weekend, it was a bit quieter than normal because of the showcase. But let's get into Friday. You're, it's not too often you're only going to see two games on a Friday. But the Weyburn Red Wings pick up a 4-3 shootout win over the LaRange Ice Wolves. Of course, LaRange kicking off four games in five nights. And the Humboldt Broncos with a big 6-1 win over the Melville Millionaires. And, of course, all of our lookbacks are presented by Sask Lotteries. And then if we slide to Saturday... Four games on the schedule. LaRange falling 4-3 in Melville to the Millionaires. The Mills snapping a seven-game losing streak. Yorkton with a big 3-2 overtime win over the Weyburn Red Wings. But Weyburn has points in their last seven games. Battlefords with a 6-4 win over Melfort. And Flynn with the one-goal edge over Nipwin winning 4-3. And then finally, yesterday afternoon in Kindersley, the Clippers knocking off the Melfort Mustangs 5-2. Kindersley 2-0 against Melfort uh, this season. But because we don't have that many games uh, to talk about this week, guys, let's let's just run through them all. Because sure. let's let's start with 
uh, Friday night. Weyburn, LaRange, of course, will be men I mentioned uh, four games in five nights. Not an easy stretch for the LaRange Ice Wolves, but we've talked about before how well Weyburn's been playing since Riley Morgan, who's going to be our guest here today. Mm -hmm. uh, and they picked up another big two points over the LaRange Ice Wolves there, Rory. Yeah, you got to love the way Weyburn's rolling right yeah. now. He's second best record in the league mm -hmm. over the past 10 games. And again, I'm going to leave a lot of the Weyburn talk in their two wins this mm -hmm. weekend to Riley Morgan and how it went. Uh, but shout out to Eric Kale, the young oh, 2006 so yeah. goaltender who was just drafted in June, uh, picks up another win. And, you know, you just love seeing those youngsters come mm -hmm. into the league. And then I also would have loved to see Cody Mapes maybe throw Riley Morgan in as that third shooter in the shootout. He didn't get to shoot, but that would yeah. have been a little in interesting wrinkle. He didn't need to. Oh. Abram picked it up in a shootout anyways. And then on the LaRange side, this is their second of eight straight road games. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know they have a little bit of struggles on the road, so they're going to need to try to mm -hmm. solve some out or else they can see that stranglehold on home ice advantage start to kind of slip away and they, as they as the other teams will push mm -hmm. them out of that second spot. Nunes, yeah, Nunes, well, let's get your thoughts on LaRange. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, just quickly about Abram and two, yeah. six of their last eight games are one goal games, 6-0 oh, and two over the, that span. But you right. said it, they have points in about 100 straight games. <laughs> uh, the last regulation lo loss was uh, against Battleford's you know, mm -hmm. everybody's going to have their trouble with Battleford. So, you know, kudos to them. You know, points in six of seven for Mason. He and ha Jackson Hassman, Riley Morgan, that line, as that line goes, you know, they're not bad down their down throw their lineup, no question about it. But as that line goes, in a lot of ways, True. offensively, productively, you know, that team will go. And they found a way to, to play the, a, a certain style defensively that's simple and smart and safe. And then they, they let their forwards get going. And, you know, kudos to those three that carry the, the water a little bit up mm -hmm. front. Very, very impressive. And Jackson Pollock, uh, or Simon Pollock, not Jackson Pollock, Simon Pollock in the shootout. <laughs> what a beautiful, uh, you know, move he, that he put on to, to score the winner there against LaRange. But, yeah, no, to, to your point about LaRange, we'll talk about them more, I think, later, too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, all year long, you know, we've said you know, this is an issue with LaRange. You know, are they going to fall apart now? You know, and, and for all the times, all the things that we might say today, they're still in second place in the yeah, league. That's true. And, uh, you know, the, the power rankings have them a little bit lower. And people say, can they win the same on, on the road as they do at home? And is it sustainable for them to give up as many shots as they do? Only the Kindersley Clippers have given up more shots right. per game than LaRange. And as you point out, Rory, a lot that the, obviously the rank is conducive to giving up a lot of shots and totally fair. But again, it's, it's not a it doesn't seem like it's a, a way to play that is uh, you know conducive to, 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 to sticking around at the top of the standings but still doubting doubting Kevin Kaminsky's team is, has gotten us in trouble before so it's hard to hard to do it now too. isn't Jackson Pollock a painter I think so yeah <laughs> Simon Pollock one of the yeah. underrated players S in our sophistication league. here yeah. from Nukes there you go yeah. uh, the other game on Friday and I'll let Rory take this one because you were calling the game sure. the Humboldt Broncos with a 6-1 win over Melville uh, pretty impressive uh, performance by the Broncos. it was a pretty dominating yeah. game they outshot him 11 nothing at yeah. one point uh, Melville did push at the end of the first but then the second period the Broncos outshot him 24 to 3 so right. really they just were in control of the game at home as they really have been the majority mm -hmm. of their home games right. all season long. Uh, quietly, Alex Soretsky has been the best scorer in the SJHL, not named Kean Bell over the past little while. He's got 13 goals in his last mm -hmm. 15 games. It matches Cole Dupro, so he's been producing. And the Humble Broncos are just getting a balanced attack from everyone. For instance, in that game, in a smaller sample size, seven other players had multiple multi-point right. games. And uh, they've been getting that... For since the start of January, at least, they have 11 players with at least 27 points. That's the most in the league. Uh, it's three lines of forwards that are producing. It's half the defensemen that are producing. So, And that has kind of led them to an 8-2 record over some really tough teams over the past mm -hmm. 10 games. But it's just kind of been all systems going. There isn't a lot of... Um, you know, sort of slow moving parts in the engine. Everything's just rolling right now, and that's what that 6 1 win was. Yeah, and that's good for the humble Broncos, as of course, uh, I'm sure they have their eyes set uh, trying to get second place in mm. the SJHL standings because. Right now, the standings, especially near the top, uh, it's very congested, to say mm -hmm. the least. Uh, moving on to Saturday, uh, 
after losing 6-1 to the Humboldt Broncos. The Melville Millionaires bouncing back with a 4-3 mm-hmm. win over the Laurentian Ice. Well, you know, that's that's a feel-good win for Melville. They had dropped seven games in a row, and to win on home ice in front of your fans against, uh, you know, a good Laurentian team that we've talked mm-hmm. about, uh, Nungsi, I mean, for the Mills, mm-hmm. that must be, feel pretty good. Yeah, you know what? Melville... 13 points out with 13 games to go. That means there's 26 points on the table. You know, and they're not a young team. They're not a poor team. We've talked all year. Maybe a team that's underachieved, but you know, there's no point in giving up in Melville and especially when you mm-hmm. got a guy like Jackson Martins. You know, we talked about his character after that trade from Flynn Flon where he has really put it in. He's got goals in six of his last eight games. Mm-hmm. The consistency you know, for, for Jackson Martins is great and maybe you say you go to a team uh, you know, you, you play well at a good team that's doing really well and then you go to a, a team that's rebuilding, we'll say, and retooling, and then the, the production falls off, and you see that all the time with guys, and they use that as an excuse. But right. again, not Jackson Martins, and it's you know him and Carter and uh, McKay, the young kid, 05, who was great at the showcase, and Ethan Anstey, his former teammate there in Flin Flon, have been you know phenomenal together. We saw two goals there from Sam Schofield, uh, you know, the, who, who has been steady. They've you know they brought him in to be a, a big reason for a turnaround there in Melville too, and you know he's been steady, but good for him to find the back of the net he's had a hard time putting the puck in the net and the last thing I'll say is you know against LaRange it wasn't uh, wasn't the best night for Topher Chirico but you know that being said he, he's I think he's got a, more than enough credit from that LaRange coaching staff the way he's played this year especially those two games against Nippowin last weekend you know he, he built up some credit so you know I'm sure Topher Chirico will just throw that one away and say <laughs> I could do better and, and everybody in LaRange knows he can do better so you know there's there's brighter days ahead for Topher Chirico for sure. Yeah, I love the win for Melville. Uh, mm-hmm. Nuki said they have 13 games left. It's not that they're only chasing one team, though. You know, you yeah. have four teams ahead of you that you really got to try and shake off. So yeah. my opinion is they got to win 11 of them, 10 or 11 mm-hmm. of those 13 games to really give them mm-hmm. a shot. Because, you know, maybe Yorkton picks up six, and now you're not mm-hmm. chasing just Weber, and you're chasing Yorkton. They play each other. So it's really difficult to make up that much ground, but mm-hmm. not impossible. Uh, you mentioned Schofield, nine points in his last seven games along the line with Jack. Jackson Martin. Mm-hmm. Those two have been fantastic. You're absolutely right. And then I'm not actually going to blame Topher Chirico for a lot of this. I didn't like the one goal from behind the net. Sure. The other one went off the defenseman's leg and kind of redirected and Miles Gust put it in his own net. And the goal by Matt Jemis, I'm not, it's not Jericho's fault. Jemis no. skates around three defensemen for LaRange, and they didn't really pick up that play. So mm. those are three out of the four goals. I think they need to tighten up a bit in their own zone, and uh, they could have had this two points, LaRange, easily. But again, Melville just capitalized on their opportunities. For sure. Of course, one that Jericho would want back, but uh, I think just a little bit too loose in the house. For sure. Uh, speaking of teams that are similar in, in chasing, trying to get back in the race, uh, going to be an uphill climb is the Yorkton Terriers. You know, they needed a win against the Weyburn Red Wings if they wanted to start that climb back up. And, you know, they pick up a 3-2 overtime win over the Weyburn Red Wings. They gain a point, but it's one of those cases where, you know, Yorkton's going to have to do some damage down the stretch and win a majority of their games if they want to get back in the race for it. Huge win. Yeah. Huge win, yes. you They need to pick up wins in these games. 100%. And they did. Of course, uh, Weyburn got the extra point. Yeah. Uh, you don't like seeing those three-point games when <laughs> no. you're a Yorkton Terriers fan. I will have to cater on the side of caution when we're talking about Yorkton because they have such a difficult February schedule. Sorry, my laptop's over here, so if my head turns <laughs> away good. from the camera. They have two against Flin Flon, two against yeah. Melford, two against Weyburn, must-win mm-hmm. games. 100%. One against Battlefords and one against Estevan. It's a murderer's row of sure. games for Yorkton in February. Um, but yeah, I think for the Weyburn Red Wings, that's just a tough play mm-hmm. in the neutral zone for the OT winner. Both defensemen caught flat-footed, yes. and Pavel McKenzie gets in right behind them. So, one that Cody Mapes is going to want to address, because you see it on the replay there, and those defensemen had no chance as soon as mm-hmm. McKenzie got the puck from Butts, and yeah. a breakaway from the blue line in. What I was going to say, though, I guess with that schedule that you, you mentioned, sure. yeah. They've played well against Flin Flon this year. They've they've won two games in the Whitney Forums. Not many teams can say that. What I'll say, too, and I've said this numerous times about Matt Hare in Yorkton, he loves to play the spoiler. He -hmm. loves to play the underdog. A couple years ago, you know, Battlefords was 26-3 and at one point in the 1920 season, and those three losses were against Yorkton. Obviously, Yorkton had Chance Petruick that year. Right. They didn't, don't have transfer trick right now, but that's all being said. Matt Hare can, can coach a spoiler, can coach an underdog. And well, the big last piece playoffs, Yorkton defeats Mel- and Melford. There you go. Playoffs, and and right? few people picked Melford. 100%. I mean, a few people picked Yorkton. And and big, big, big for Yorkton right now is, and we were talking about where did Caleb Allen go? 
He's back, folks. Yeah. 46 saves. He was awesome, especially in a second and third period that Weyburn was the better team. I think even Matt Hare would probably agree if he was sitting here with us right now that, that Yorkton, uh, that Matt Weyburn, pardon me, were the better team in the second and third. And Caleb Allen was, was awesome. The old Caleb Allen that we start the start of the year. And that's, you know, you talked about you know how they do against Flin Flon. They right. do pretty good. Matt Hare can coach an underdog. And most importantly, Caleb Allen is, being, is maybe back to Caleb Allen. So it's only one game, but it's a great first step for Caleb. Yeah, it's only one game, but this week yeah. is a big one for them because they have a home game against yeah. Flin Flon and then a home-and-home home against Melfort uh, Friday, yeah. Saturday. So a big weekend for the Yorkton Terriers. Uh, speaking of Melfort, they were on the road this weekend for two games. Uh, let's start with the first one. They fall 6-4 to Battleford. Uh, not a good start for uh, mm. the Melfort Mustangs, but boy, oh boy, they made a great push at the end yeah. to try and get back in that hockey game. Yeah, I think three three third-period goals for yeah. Melfort. Two with them. And, and, and we've talked a lot about uh, you know how good Battleford's is in third period sometimes they start slow and they right. figure it out by the end and we saw that on Thursday going back against Notre Dame you know Notre Dame with a great start and Battleford's with a great finish but it's kind of the reverse what we usually see from Battleford's they got out to a big lead and then were able to just kind of hold on and you know Benny Tkachuk what a man on a mission he has been right getting right. that commitment weight off his shoulders has been big he committed on January the 13th to the University of Saskatchewan he had five points that day against Humboldt sorry to bring back maybe a painful memory Rory but no at all. 20, it was a great game by him. Yeah, yeah. I love to see good hockey, yeah, man. Yeah. He but was he's, unreal. He's had 20 points in yeah. 10 games since he committed. Mm. And you love to see yeah. a kid just so can throw that off. And obviously health is a factor for him. He's been healthy. That's a big part. Obviously his line is all 20-year-olds, you know, with Huxley and LaRue. And they're as good as anybody when they were going. But, uh, you know, again, this is an enig enigmatic Melford team. Everybody's been like, oh, why is Melville not, re you know, climbing to their heights that we expected? Right. I think Melford, in some ways, has been just as enigmatic to me, just as unpredictable, and obviously a big part of it is you know they're they're a different team at the Northern Lights Palace than they are elsewhere. They're fourteen four and three in Melfort. They have a great record, so as you could probably do some math, they're not as good on the road. They're right. two and five in road games in twenty twenty three. So um, yeah, it, it's it's hard to understand why why Melford is plus plus forty five at home and and you know plus like four or five or something on the road, but. Mm -hmm. They're a good team. That they should be better than that on the road, and I'm sure Trevor Blevins would agree. But uh, again, Balfords is going to beat uh, a lot of people a lot of nights, and it was pretty good effort for Melford that night, for sure. Jackson Pollock and enigmatic Nugis—he's <laughs> bringing out the guns. He tonight. is on yeah. fire right now. Bring, uh, out, bring out the dictionary. I just want to say how awesome it is it though to watch this story develop with Kean Bell and his uncle it. Mark Smith. Right? The, I don't know. If people are unfamiliar with it. Kean mm -hmm. Bell, of course, on pace for 50 goals. Mm -hmm. The last time about. Battleford's North Star scored 50 goals was back in 1991-1992 season, and it was Kean Bell's uncle, Mark Smith. So he's trying to what catch his uncle, and he's yeah. on pay. He's going to do it, obviously, but well, that story's you, awesome. You, you, Rory, you asked him about it, I think, when he was on. Yeah. There was a twinkle in his eye. There was. And he was like, I'm going to do it. I'm yeah. going to do it. He, he, he's going to do it. And because he had 51 and 50, did he not? Is that what he said his uncle had? Yeah, I do believe 51 so. 51 goals in 50 games. So that's what he's trying to get to, to, to beat it. He doesn't, he doesn't just want the 50 no. goal stature. He, he wants, wants to beat his uncle's yeah. hold that Hold that thought, folks. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we yeah. will put a pin in it. Uh, I do want to just give a shout out to our good friend, Marty Martinson. He actually wrote a really good article mm -hmm. with a feature of Keon and his uncle regarding this chase. If you get a chance, check it out, balfordsnow.com. A really well done feature. Uh, quickly, final game from mm -hmm. Saturday. It was an important one. Uh, similar to Humboldt, Flinflon picking up a big two points in their battle between uh, near the top of the standings, a 4-3 win over Nipwin. Big win for the Bombers. Huge win for the Bombers. I will say two points, one for each team. Whoever gets Nipwin in the first round of the playoffs, uh, be prepared to work you yeah. know, your butt off. 100%. 100%. If Nipwins, if one of their goaltenders can get hot, they are a dark horse for a first round upset. Mm. Uh, over any team in the league, I would pick them right now. Right. Uh, Flint Flon took care of business at home. They had to. Power play was a was a, a feature here mm -hmm. for both teams. Flint mm -hmm. Flon two for five. Nip went two for four. And Cole Dupro now has nine goals in his last five games. So we talked how good is Kean Belgler scoring. Alex Zaretsky's on a tear right now. Dupro has been doing it for the whole year as well. 33 goals on the season, I believe. So those are my points for the two games. But man, I know you want to get into second place. You mentioned the Humble Broncos, yeah. but it looks like you might be playing Nipwin, and that's no easy out. I'll tell you right now. But, and, but good 
good for ticket sales. Great Beautiful. For, only two great hours away. for ticket yes. sales. Yes. And despite the loss for the Nipwin Hawks in that game, like Rory mentioned, they've been playing some great hockey as of late. And that is where we're actually going to find our Tourism Saskatchewan highlight of the week. Have a look. 125 to go in the Nipwin power play. 8-12 remaining in the third period. Flintflon in front, 4-2. Here's Maven. Back to Buckberger. To Stewart. Long shot. They score. What a beauty. One-timer and end by Joel Maven. And what? Want to talk about a highlight reel goal? That was a highlight reel goal. So here's the thing. If the legend Rob Hart says it's a highlight reel goal, gotta put it. It's a highlight yeah. reel goal, folks. <laughs> and it was. It. I mean, what a pass by yeah. Xander Stewart yeah. backdoor. And we've talked about how good Xander Stewart's been this mm -hmm. year. I mean, he's second among SJHL defensemen in scoring. I mean, that just shows how yeah. talented he is. Vision's really, really yeah, second to none. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great passer. He's so good at getting pucks through. So many highlights we've seen from him too is just like so many so many D men get their shots blocked off mm -hmm. the shin pads and he's just got that knack of a little bit of a shift here, use that edge, use that, you know, power stride to your right or to your left and get it through somehow. And there you go. He he was composed enough to find the pass, mm -hmm. friend of the show, Braxton Buckberger involved there too, you know, being part of the in the goalie's vision. But uh, yeah, beautiful finish too by uh, Joel Mabin, who is one of the underrated players too, I think in the the league we heard Bra uh, Braxton Buckberger talk about how accurate Joel Maven mm -hmm. is. I shouldn't mm -hmm. need to be accurate on that one, but uh, you're right, Rory. And uh, Tad Cozen put together this team, you know, very, very specifically to skate and skate and skate, and they can fly even in a small rink. It doesn't matter. Hockey is hockey. If you've got a great skating team like Nippowin, it's going to really help you out. And they swarm, they use their speed, they do a great job on the counterattack. Yeah, they're playing good hockey right now. And I guess finally, just quickly before we go to break, uh, a big win for Kindersley uh, yesterday afternoon against mm -hmm. the Melfort Mustangs. We talked about Melfort. Uh, tough weekend for them, but they fall to Kindersley Clipper. Good for Kindersley to get it back. Back on the ice, win at home. Yeah. Uh, a good feel, good win for them. Really good feel, good win. Uh, link later, Hill Big. You know, Unreal. your usual suspects for yeah. Kindersley. Yeah. They they got to be their best players, and they were that night. And you mentioned 2-0 and o against the Melford Mustangs. Yeah. I'm going to attribute a little bit of that. Melford played Battlefords the night before both sure. games. So, I mean, did they put all their eggs into the basket in Melford and then came out and weren't as attentive in the game in Kindersley? Maybe, but you can't do that in this league. No. You can't take a night no. off, and sure can. that's when Kindersley will make yeah. you pay. And a healthy Logan Linklater has obviously been huge for right. Kindersley and for Tylen Hilbig. You know, 10 points in five games for Tylen Hilbig, 9-5 mm -hmm. and five for Linklater. And I saw the, start, the spark starting at Notre Dame a couple weeks ago there for <laughs> Kindersley when they crushed Notre Dame for Kindersley's first road win of the year kindersley's above 500 guys at home like think about that for a yeah. second for the 12th place team they're above 500 it's just at been home. road woes just right? road yeah, woes yeah. but uh, amazing uh, they're really really tough to play against at the at the west central event center really tough yeah very tough rank uh, to play in here in the saskatchewan junior hockey league after the break, we are going to be joined by forward for the Weyburn Red Wings, Riley Morgan. Get his thoughts on the season so far. And, of course, a big weekend for the Weyburn Red Wings, who got three out of a possible four points. That will be coming up right after the break. This is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. It's Jamie, Rory, Jeremy. Thank you so much for joining us here today on a pretty warm day here in Saskatchewan uh, for the beginning of February. Definitely can't complain about that, but it's time to head to the video chat line where we're pleased to be joined by Weyburn Red Wings forward, Riley Morgan. Riley, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. How's it going today? Yeah, no, good. Uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Are, are you guys getting ready for practice? <laughs> Yeah, I know we have practice right after this, actually. Busy morning uh, volunteering and then a workout, so. Fair enough. Well, we appreciate your time uh, today. Uh, first and foremost, I'll start with a nice, easy question for you. Uh, three out of a possible four points this weekend for the Weyburn Red Wings. What do you think of your team's play? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, it's good. We're, we're finding ways to to get points here and, and win, which we weren't doing before Christmas, so so that's huge, winning Winning that one in a shootout against LaRange and then uh, ran into a bit of trouble penalty there against Yorkton and still squeaked out a point, but unfortunately lost that one in OT. But uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Wheels, can I call you Wheels? Is that all right? 
Yeah, go for it, for sure. Maybe, can you tell us where you got that uh, nickname? I heard Kyle Schneider, the assistant up in LaRange post-game, refer to you uh, that way. So maybe you could tell us where you got that nickname. Yeah, no, it's it's all him. It's all Schneids, actually. He, oh, okay. he came up with it over there and kind of stuck, so... Okay, fair enough. Real question then. You guys are so tough at home uh, at Crescent Point Place. I think uh, ten games, getting close to ten games above five hundred. There, you know, what is it about you know playing at home that uh, fires you guys up so well? Yeah, I don't know. Obviously, we have some amazing fans, and maybe that plays a part into it. But we, yeah, we just we always find a way to be extra motivated at home and, and come out super hot. So. I don't know what it is, but yeah, maybe we can can start bringing that on the road more often here towards the end. Hey, Riley Nugs, you mentioned it in an earlier segment. You know, when your line has been going the Weyburn Red Wings have been going, mm-hmm. what's it been like playing with Jackson Hasman and Ty Mason and all the offense you guys are able to create while staying defensively responsible? Yeah, no, it's awesome. I mean, ever since I came here, you know, right off the bat, had some chemistry with Ty that doesn't happen very often, so... Obviously, super excited about that, and and Hosman was a, a huge addition to our line. We we've been rolling lately, and it's le- it definitely led to some success. But uh, everyone's stepping up here in Weyburn. You know, everyone throughout the whole lineup. You know, if our line isn't going, uh, we got through and through the lineup guys who will who will step up and get the job done. So it's been awesome. Yeah, and speaking of awesome, you know, obviously we talked. You talked about that chemistry with Morgan and uh, and with Hasman there, but it seemed like you know you and Steve Kesslering there at the showcase <laughs> had some pretty incredible uh, you know chemistry. Both of you can fly. Maybe that helped. But just talk about you know the, your showcase experience overall. How much fun you had? Looked like you you played fun, free, fun, and easy, and played really well. Yeah, no, it was super fun. I'm super lucky to to be able to have good line mates there with uh, Martins and and Kessler and. and yeah, it was it was awesome playing with you know high end D men and elite players who can move the puck and yeah it was super fun. Uh, again, didn't take take too long to to build some chemistry with our line there and yeah it was smooth sailing from there. We, were, we just kept rolling. Hey, Riley, again, thanks for joining us. Um, Last week on the show, I talked about the Weyburn Red Wings, and I said I've never seen a team mature and develop and grow as I have Weyburn throughout the start of a year to to where you guys are now. I know you've only been there for, you know, a couple months, 18 games or so. How how much have you seen that since you've been there and the team's ability to really believe in each other and, you know, get into a playoff spot? And now you're even pushing for seventh, maybe sixth. Yeah, no, like you said there, we definitely have a lot of belief here. Um, We've definitely grown and we're, like I said, we're really finding ways to, to grab points and find ways to win rather than to lose, right? So definitely been been on a bit of a heater here and hopefully we can keep that up. Do you know what's kind of attributing to that sort of belief in the Weyburn Red Wings and how you guys have came together? What's been the, the, the biggest driving factor towards it? I think Cody Mapes here just motivates us a lot and we're, we're really confident in our goaltending in the back end, which helps. I mean... We have three great goaltenders. We had a 16-year-old come in mm-hmm. against LaRange there and pull out a win. So I think that's definitely a huge, huge contribution to, to our confidence in the team. And, and yeah, we mm-hmm. like I said, four, four solid lines, great D, and we're just super confident yeah, going in here. Win- to, winning always to helps too, yeah. Eh? <laughs> yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, it makes everything feel good, and and, and another element too, and and obviously in, in this world we live in of fantasy sports and and ESPN and TSN and whatever, people see trades as just names on a screen, and and obviously for a human being it's never this as simple as that. And for you, you know, moved yeah. from Larange to Weyburn, you know, I understand maybe you had some familiarity with a guy or two in Weyburn too that maybe helped. But what was that kind of like, you know, trying to figure out where you might be in the turmoil that that might have been for you and, and and sort of how it was for you to land in Weyburn in the first place yeah no obviously super excited when I heard I was coming here had uh, had two buddies here that played hockey with grew up with and so that was you know big for I guess being comfortable coming into a new team and yeah definitely definitely it's been awesome I couldn't be happier great coaches here and great teammates the guys are awesome so yeah super happy for sure. And then just a last question for, for me, uh, Riley, and really, really appreciate your time. 
you know, again, it, it was you've been involved in in tight playoff races and and every game mattering and 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 whatnot before. But uh, you know, for for Weyburn, I guess since the new year, almost maybe it, it's got to feel like every game is a playoff game. I know it's that way for the team that I work for, and I'm sure it is for Yorkton and Melville and everybody sort of down there trying to get into the playoffs and solidify it. So, how much fun is it that uh, you know every time you drop the puck, it's kind of a playoff kind of life or death type game? Yeah, 100%. Obviously, a big, big push coming up here. We're trying to climb the, you know, the standings as high as we can. We're not, not satisfied just, you know, coming eighth. We want to get as high as we can. And yeah, it was awesome, you know, starting, I guess, starting the new year against Estevan. That really sets the, sets the toll for, for that playoff atmosphere, especially playing those guys, you know, our rivals. So yeah, every, every day is a must win. And, and we know that. And that's preached here. So sure. Riley, you mentioned to Jamie uh, earlier today that, you know, you're a friend of the show. You do watch it uh, from week to week, so you must know which segment's coming up next. It's time for Rory's Rapid Fire. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, I actually got five for you today, oh, so we're gonna wow, rifle. Man. We're gonna rifle them in. Obviously, the KFC buffet in Weyburn is legendary. How many times are you going back up to refill your plate? <laughs> you know what? I'm embarrassed to say it. I actually haven't even checked it out yet. I was oh there no! I know. I know. <laughs> Figure it out. I was there once, and I just grabbed some popcorn chicken. That was it. But mm. maybe after this, I'll have to go grab some. His body's a temple. He's got. Yeah, he's got to skate go. like he does. It's hard to yeah, skate like he does with that much popcorn. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, we'll wait for your second appearance on the show to then follow up with that <laughs> yeah. question and see how many times you went back up. Uh, okay. Good. Zombie apocalypse. Two teammates that are with you. You three got to survive. Who are you taking? Oh wow. Give me, give me Ian Meyer and Jake Kalen. Beautiful. Which teammate would you least trust to put on speakerphone in front of people when they call you? <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Jackson Hosman. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're known as Wheels, one of the fastest guys in the league. Who has a chance to beat you in a race on the ice on the Weyburn Red Wings? I mean, we have a, quite a few fast guys here. Um, give me time, Mason. He actually has some sneaky speed on on breakaways. You know, there's there's been times where the puck is kind of in a, in a little bit of a, a battle there on the blue line, and he just takes off away from the defender. So give me him. Absolutely great choice. And final one for, on a scale of one to ten, how much grief do you guys give Nick Nielsen, our good friends, mm. on road trips and around the <laughs> arena? Oh, <laughs> uh, not much. We're, we're pretty nice to Nick. I guess there's sometimes we. You know, mess around with him. He's a really good guy to have some fun with. So I guess not too often, but a good amount. Well, maybe you should give him a little bit more grief. <laughs> yeah. We'd be okay with it. Up those numbers up the, a bit. Up those the are, numbers Those a are rookie bit. numbers. you got to get that up. <laughs> All right. Will do. <laughs> Riley, we'll, I'll leave you with this. One, one final hockey question before you go. Uh, you guys have the Flynn Flon Bombers on Thursday. You guys are playing some great hockey. What's going to be uh, key for you guys to be successful on Thursday? Yeah, I think just just playing fast. That's that's kind of what has led to our success. You know, getting in on the forecheck, playing fast, moving the puck, and, and getting shots on net. So I think that's going to be huge. And and yeah. Well, Riley, we really appreciate the time. I know you got practice coming up, but thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it, and best of luck this week uh, with your two home games. Yeah, for sure. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys. That is Weyburn Red Wings forward Riley Morgan. Great chats. Great questions Thank on the you. rapid Thank fire. You. Yep. you keep uh, up in your game each and every week with the rapid <laughs> fire. We enjoy it. All right. Well, coming up after the break, we have some business to do. we got to announce players of the week, and we're going to have another round of buy it or sell it. So we'll have that right after the break. This is SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. Welcome back to SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms. It's Jamie, Rory, and Jeremy. Thanks so much for joining us here on this uh, sunny Monday here in Saskatchewan. What a great chat. Great with interview. I was just going to say, oh, yeah, fantastic. Phenomenal. Like, I would put that, we've had a lot of great interviews this year. 
I'd put that top three. We also love when players say that they're fans of the show. They're like, oh, man, I get to be on. Yeah, we yeah. watch that every week. Yeah, 100%. We really appreciate it. it yeah. So you get, uh, Thanks, Riley. You get bonus points yeah. uh, when it comes to the ranking of the interviews mm. if you say you're a fan of the show. Yeah. Uh, we have some business to do before we get into buy and sell it, and that is we are going to announce this week's Players of the Week, which I'll say a little tricky this week because mm. of the lack of games. You know, there wasn't too many games to, uh, to go off of, but... Uh, regardless, there were still some great performances. So let's start uh, Noogsy with mm-hmm. SGU MVP of the week. He is no stranger to uh, awards. No, uh, he's no stranger to putting the puck in the back of the net, and that's Keon Bell of the Balfords North Stars. A past guest on SJHL mm-hmm. Weekly. Yeah. Uh, four goals, one assist this week. Uh, five points in two games. Pretty good week mm-hmm. for Bell. Yeah, ring the bell, as Marty uh, Martinson would say. 42 goals now in 40 games. He's on pace for 59 to try to smash his uncle's record, as Rory was talking about. They had wins over Notre Dame uh, mm-hmm. and Melfort. And I regarded, or I pointed out during the game against Notre Dame uh, in the intermission, I was like, man, he looks like Connor Bedard looks in the Regina Pats, mm-hmm. you know, in the Daub right now. Does Kean Bell in this league, so... Good, good for you, Kean. He's unstoppable sometimes. Would you say that he's been taking liberty with the opponent's goaltending? What do you mean by no. that? A liberty bell? Not as good wow. as Marty. Yeah. He just, he just, he's unreal. He's been unreal. <laughs> I wonder if Marty's <laughs> used that reference I this year. I wouldn't be surprised. We, yeah, yeah no, firing, I wouldn't either. He's firing 10 a second. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. just to add to the, the bell talk, too, is he also had a hat trick the at night the before, mm-hmm. uh, or the afternoon before, mm-hmm. on the Wednesday at the showcase. Yeah. I mean, an unreal week uh, for Keon Bell. So congratulations, Keon, on uh, SGU MVP of the week. Uh, moving on, Rory Sastel, goalie of the week. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, he had cooled off after his hot start to the year, but Caleb Allen with the Yorkton Terriers' outstanding performance uh, this week, a 46-save win in uh, that 3-2 overtime win over Weber. They're going to need him to be... His the goalie that had the Yorkton Terriers on a five and zero or six and zero start, whatever mm-hmm. it was, yep. to the beginning of the year, right? He hadn't won since December thirteenth. You told me, Nugsy. So it's a long time, but a forty six save performance in that victory. They're going to need him to be their their best player from here on out if they want a chance to try and catch either Weyburn or Nipwin. Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. Is and he rem- was in that game. And remember how hot of a start he got off to yeah. this year where everyone was like, well, who is this guy? Exactly. They, they were perfect going into the showcase. Yes, yes they were. And then they won their first game of the showcase, yeah. and then they suffered their first loss to the Kindersley Clippers, who have picked up that's their first right. win. But regardless, congratulations to Caleb Allen, Sastel goalie of the week, 46-save uh, win over the Weyburn Red Wings Saturday night. Uh, Nugsy, we're going to stick with the goalies for direct West Rookie of the Week. And kind of going back to Weyburn, it's uh, Eric Kale, 37 yeah. saves. And the uh, the cool part about this story, it was his first win in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League on Friday night against LaRanche. Yeah, good for him. He's an 06, so he's got lots of time to mm-hmm. grow. But uh, again, he's he's kind of got uh, got two great goalies in Daz and Mitchell and uh, Shep Oyster there in Weyburn. And they got some guy named Thomas Suhanek up in Tri-City. Obviously, we all learned about him during the World <laughs> Juniors uh, with Team Czechia and how good Suhanek is. So, you know, he's kind of stuck behind a few guys this year in terms of playing time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he got an opportunity and he took it. That's all you can ask he hadn't played since november the 19th was his last start so just tough for minutes but uh, you know for a guy to not play that much and to show up you know on february 1st it was his birthday so happy birthday too to eric kale and you got yourself a win and you got yourself a rookie of the week award good for you sure it's it's okay to you know have a season where you're you know more practice than playing i guess Absolutely. when's the last time we've seen a 16 year old goaltender really get a majority of the starts in the sjhl doesn't it just happen. doesn't happen right not so, often no. but eric kale has shown promise as to why the rayburn red wings drafted him mm-hmm. to be a, a really good goaltender in the future wherever he plays yeah 100 percent. and like you mentioned he's got a lot of good goalies mm-hmm. whether he be called up to the western hockey league or the two goalies that they have in Weyburn. he's got a lot of good goalies to lean on for, for yeah. help advice uh to get better but regardless congratulations uh eric kale 37 saves and you are Direct West Rookie of the Week. And finally, Rory, uh, Super U Defenseman of the Week. And it was funny. I think, what was it, two weeks ago or so, we were talking about uh, Tynan Ewer to the Balfords North Stars. And we were surprised he had not been named rook- or a Defenseman it, of the Week. Was it not last week that he won it? Or he was, was it Defenseman of the Month. Oh, maybe that was it. Uh, month. Okay. So I think it was gotcha. two weeks ago he yeah. was Defenseman of the Week. Last week he gets named Defenseman of the Month. And again, he's Super U Defenseman of the Month or a week. 
for this week. Yeah, he's stockpiling them now, right? Yeah. About a five-game yeah. point streak will do that for you. And uh, now seven points up over Xander Stewart for that defenseman scoring league lead, which if you want to go on a bit of a hard, uh, you know, deep dive back mm-hmm. to our first show, I believe I did say he will lead the SJHL in defensive scoring. So he's now seven points clear of Xander Stewart to the Nippon Hawks, but a great week for him and uh, definitely one of the premier blue liners in the SJHL. Can't even argue about that. And just like most players on that team gold at the SJHL, MJHL mm-hmm. showcase, Tynan Ewart looked very good in those two games as well. Mm-hmm. So in recap, SGU MVP of the week, Keon Bell of the Balfour's North Stars, four goals and one assist. Do we know how many that is for him now, players of the week? Like on the top of your head? It's got to be three now at least. I would right? say, I was going to say three or four. Three or four I think it's three Bell. though. I think that's the number so I was leaning trick. Another hat trick yeah, for Keon That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, Sastel goalie of the week is Caleb Allen of the Yorkton Terriers. And I think for Caleb, he's going to have a few. I think he's, that's his third goalie yeah. of the week as well for Sastel goalie mm-hmm. of the week. And of course, uh, 46 save performance over the Weyburn or uh, over the Weyburn Red Wings on Saturday direct West rookie of the week Eric Kale of the Weyburn Red Wings congratulations Eric that's his first yes. direct West rookie of the week uh, and super U defenseman of the week Tynan Ewart to the Balfords North Stars three assists second defenseman of the week first defenseman of the month yeah. he was yeah defenseman of the month for January I got a project Let's for you it. you got you're yeah. gonna have to go back and tabulate it and then go on Twitter and on Facebook yeah we're going to and, and yeah. then say the leaders so far of your player of the week defenseman rookie and goaltender are these players because yeah. that'd be a fun one for the fans to know I think it I would. think it's got to be Bell maybe Dole actually Dole could be up there as well yeah. but yeah I think so well I mean you look at the the Balfords number one line yeah. I, think I mean just Cote too is one a bunch Josh of Cote yeah. yeah there's been a, well, I mean there's been a lot of great performances when it comes to the players of the week mm-hmm. but we'll definitely uh, have to tally those up for sure yeah. all right let's move on to buy or sell it we love it uh another great round of buy or sell it usually we do it every second week but you guys came up with some great questions so uh, for buy it or sell it once again so guess what it's back for another week so let's get right into it, it. Uh, first question buy it or sell it so buy it you agree sell it you don't are the eight teams that are currently in playoff spots in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League going to make the playoffs? Nugsy, I will start with you. This will be an interesting answer. Be careful how you answer <laughs> yeah. this. I know. I gotta go. See the, I gotta go see the Notre Dame guys right after <laughs> the show. Nick right after. Yeah, the yeah, show. yeah. Be careful oh how you answer look, this. Look, look. I'm gonna sell it. I'm gonna sell hmm. it. It's precarious that I'm selling it. Because Notre Dame, Yorkton, Melville, these teams have not proven their ability to be consistent enough mm-hmm. to climb the eight-point gap that is between, even though you know Notre Dame has games in hand on Weyburn, they play each other four times, which is partly why I'm selling it, because they have all those games in hand. Talked about Yorkton's schedule sure. being brutal. Uh, we'll see if Melville can go on a run. You know, I'm going to sell it, but it's very precarious, and it's going to turn to a buy real fast if Notre Dame and Yorkton can't show me some consistency that's I'm, I'm not trying to be mean that's all i all that's i can very say. fair i'm just gonna say this i i thought about this as you were answering it because we said be careful of how you answer this yeah you know how at like city councils or in politics yeah. where somebody has you know a conflict of interest they're just not involved with the question yeah maybe we shouldn't have had you answer that yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, I, back, feel, I do feel bad i went puts, back and forth in my mind puts you in a tough again spot. doing the dishes i think about these mm. things a lot while i'm doing the dishes interesting uh yesterday doing the dishes do i buy do i sell do i buy do mm, i sell right and i was this close to saying bye but i'm like you know what there's all these games left there's all these games between yeah. notre dame and Weyburn. why why sure. be negative you know let's be positive if you're a notre dame fan uh but kudos to Weyburn because they certainly the way they're playing the way things are going right now they deserve it for uh, for me to say buy it i think but you can be a I'm Notre sorry. Dame broadcaster and a league pundit. Absolutely. 100% you can. And I say, I, I think I'm harder on Notre Dame than anybody yeah. in the entire world, personally. I don't know. <laughs> All right. You can take your answer. Everyone right. except for Jared Sitch. Never negative about him. And there's no re- really reason to be. No. Yeah, one of the elite defensemen in the year. I got a story to tell about Jared Sitch later. Well, we couldn't get through an episode without you, so. They, yeah. <laughs> you'll like you it, said right. it, not you'll me. Like, <laughs> you'll, you'll like the story, Rory. All right, Rory, it is your turn to answer the yeah, question. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I think Weyburn and Nipwin are playing too good of hockey right yeah. now. Um, uh, Estevan, as well, has a pretty easy schedule. I'm going to loop them into it, right? Like, yeah. Estevan's played a lot of games, so like, sure. there's teams that could still catch them, but eight out of the last 11 games for Estevan are, above, are, are against teams below them in the standings. Yeah. And then um, Notre Dame, yes, they have games in hand, but 17 games in 36 days That's a lot it of is hockey. a lot. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have to win 13 of those games. Right. I yeah. think so. The one asterisk I have, mm. which is, you Love know, the asterisk, one thing... Yeah. 
playing devil's advocate, thinking that it's definitely still possible. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame has four games against Weyburn. 100%. You got to win them, right? If, if, if Notre Dame rattles off four wins, and now this is like, wow, well, they're absolutely huge chance now. Mm-hmm. It just completely changes their percentages. But with the way Weyburn and Nipwin's playing right now, I will buy this stock. That yeah. These eight teams will be the eight teams. Yeah, I think to just add to your point is with those four games, I would think if Notre Dame had hopes of making the playoffs this year, they have to win at least three or four of those games. At least three, I would say. Mm-hmm. To gain, and that's just to gain, what, four points in the standings, right? Yeah, just yeah. to win three out of four of those games. W- so. Win percentages of between Weyburn and Notre Dame the rest of the way, the average win percentage against for the opposition. For Weyburn, it's under 500. For Notre Dame, it's 55.4%. So... I got another Notre Dame for you mm. as well. In one goal games, Nugsy, mm. Notre Dame has the fourth best record in the I league. Know. So, good. you know, if they keep it close, if they're in it, they win it. They've only, and that's what they got to do. And they've only lost two games in regulation all year when they score the first goal. So. There you go. Yeah. And it's a big game tonight for Notre yeah, Dame, but game. we'll get into that uh, in a bit. All right. Second question, and, and Rory brought up Estevan, and the next one uh, goes to Estevan. Does Estevan drop below sixth? Rory. Um, yeah, I guess I said one of my points that was supposed to be in this question and not the other question, <laughs> that's but okay. that's okay. You can reiterate uh, it. I'm going to sell this one. Okay. I do not think that Nipwin or Weyburn will catch Estevan. Yes, there are games in hand still, sure. but Estevan's now going to be rested, man, more yeah, than any team 100%. at this time of the year that I've ever seen. Cody Davis is going to get his feet back under him. Heard Licka's rock solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I still think they have a couple bodies that they want to get back in, and then a point that I already mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. is that eight of their 11 remaining games Correct. are against teams below them in the standings. They have mm-hmm. one against against Flintflon, two against Humboldt. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's everyone from seven down. So I think Estevan's going to have a really strong finish. They're still a really talented team, and they're going to keep mm-hmm. above Nipwin and Weyburn. So I'm selling mm-hmm. this one. Okay. Yeah. Nugsy? I'll be, I'll be quicker. I agree. Sell it. <laughs> Cade Runke injury is a problem, no question, but you know, just perfect timing for Keegan Little to come in and be as good as he has been in all three zones. He's just been dynamite for Estevan since he came back from Briarcrest. Again, you mentioned it. Cody Davis will get his feet under him. Cameron Glickas leads the league in shutouts. He's got five. I'm going to sell it. Can I throw one at you guys with that? Uh, I'm just th- th- uh, thought of it off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Just It kind of goes off this one a little bit. Do you think Weyburn passes Nipawin? It's a little bit more of a buy stock for me than either of those teams passing Estevan. I think those two are in a battle for 7-8. and eight. That's my like, kind of opinion based off the strength mm-hmm. of schedules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Weyburn, I believe, does, outside of Estevan, have the second easiest one out of the four teams that are mm-hmm. I, I would put right now fighting for that eighth spot. Except, except we talk about, and every team in the league is better at home than on the road. 100%. But 100%. Weyburn is a lot better, too, mm-hmm. at home yeah. than they are on the road, and they have a lot more road games that is true. Way. That is so, true. So I'm going to stick with Nippowin in, in seven and whoever in eight. But I'm going to stick. I, I think Nippowin's at least comfortable in seven, personally. I just thought of it because you brought good, up the strength. Question. You brought up the strength of schedule. Yeah. yeah. So with that in mind, I thought, you know what? Maybe because they're close. They're yeah. nipping at the heels. This point streak has changed. Nip, a, a lot got the hardest schedule, though. I, I do believe out of strength of opponent, out of the remaining. Well, teams, think about their division. Their yeah, hundred percent. So no, I know exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So that's. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, we ta- we alluded to it at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the show when we were talking about Larange and their first two games of this four game and five night road trip. So, is there concern right now in Larange with the way that this team is playing? You touched on it, Nugsy. They're second right now, still in the SJHL standings. They have played a bunch more than teams behind them, like Humboldt, Flin Flon, mm-hmm. even Melford. Do you think? There is concern with the Larange Ice Wolves. Nugsy, I'll start with you. Um, I guess it would depend on what you mean by concern. Is mm. there panic? No. Uh, does Is Kevin Kaminsky and Kyle Schneider sitting there thinking, we need to play a lot better than we are right now? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So like, are you investing money into this uh, stock? I am bu- <laughs> I'm going to buy it just okay. because they're probably frustrated with the, how their team's playing. Right. They're not panicking. They're not like, yeah. we're going to fall apart. The season's a mess. Liam McInnes has been unbelievable he has, since yeah. he's come back, too, to, to really kind of take that place You know that, that they needed for a veteran guy who can put up points at the top of their decor. But certainly 40-plus shots against in seven games in a row is not, again, a great recipe, especially in this league, especially on the road. Uh, we talk about how hard it is for them to not give up shots and scoring chances at home, mm-hmm. but on the road, still like 40 shots uh, plus against seven games in a row, second most shots against per game in the whole league. Kendersley is the only team that has more shots against per game, and not a great, not a great recipe. So they're not panicking, but I'm going to buy it. Rory, yeah, I kind of. Um 
compare this to a stock that, you know, it's so high risk right. that you don't want to invest a crazy amount of money into it, but you could see some trending things that are like, well, this stock might skyrocket, right? It's like so, GameStop. Exactly, right? So yeah. I'm going to put a little bit of money in it because okay. I want to see that maybe, you know, times by 100. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to carefully buy it because it might mm. blow up right back in my face. Yeah. Fair. But again, they're allowing way too many shots. Yeah. I think yeah. they're dependent too much on their goaltender right now in Dawson Smith. It's crazy when you think yeah. that they've allowed the second most shots against, but they've only given up the fourth most goals against at yeah. 2.98. Yeah. So if we pull up the analytics for Dawson Smith, his goals save above expected. If it isn't first place in the league, it would baffle me yeah. because he's yeah. been absolutely insane. Mm. That's one thing. Then come playoff time, you have to win on the road. Mm-hmm. They have not been as good on the road, right? They're outscoring their opponents 109 to 66 at home. They're being outscored 57 to 74. So almost a minus 20 on the road. And if they fall at a second, which it's looking potentially could happen with the way that Humboldt, Flin Flon, and Melfort mm-hmm. are all pushing at their heels, you're going to have to play four games on the road, potentially. So the road woes got to get a little better. They need to clean up in front of their net, in front of Smith or mm-hmm. Cherico defensively, and at least try to limit the shots maybe by five or six more on average. And then, although their PK has been unbelievable, yep. they take a lot of penalties. Yeah. Do you want to get into a special teams battle in the playoffs with Flin Flon, with Humboldt, with Battlefords, with Melfort? You don't. So no. right now, uh, there's just those three glaring things that translate to troubles in the playoffs, especially if you lose home ice advantage. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would say mm-hmm. there's reason for concern. But as News yeah. said, they're not panicking. Yeah. Just a couple things to clean up. They're still a really, really good team. Yeah. So here's what I'll say. Just a, a final point for LaRange fans who are watching. You're going to have lots of practice on, on how to win on the road for the rest of the regular season yeah. because all their games are on the road except for two home games left yeah. uh, in the next month and a half. So It'll lot, really tell the tale. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Lots yeah. of practice well, on the road. We'll see how – like, I mean, I think tonight is huge for LaRange. Both teams, right? Just say. Sh- I mean, yeah. it's huge for Notre Dame. It's huge for LaRange coming off of – you know, you talked about it, a disappointing result there in Melville. Mm-hmm. They had a day off to think about it. Kelvin Kaminsky, really, really good, is getting his team fired up. Walker Jerome, incredible captain and leader. You know, we'll see what this Larange Ice Tool team is is made of tonight uh, in in Wilcox. Big rink. Every game between Notre Dame and Larange this year has been tight. So we'll see. All right, final one. Will Keon Bell of the Balfour North Stars hit 50 goals before March? Rory. All right, I'm going into some algebra here, right? And pulling back my grade 10 notebook Mm. into some cross multiplication solved by X. Well, take a look at the paper here. And it's Teacher Rory now giving your studies. 42 goals in 40 games. They have six games left. So that's, you know, equal to X over six. You got to cross multiply. 42 times six is equal to 40X. Right, so 42 times 6 is 252. Now you got to get that X off the 40, okay. so you divide both by 40. 252 divided by 40 <laughs> will be 6.3 equals X. Right. Agreed. Right. So that is how many goals of he's course. expected to score over the last six games in February. Let's even round it up to seven. Right? Round it up, which isn't the way you go when you're rounding numbers. It's 6.3. That gives him 49 goals before February ends. I'm selling it based off math. Wow. End of discussion. Nuxi, do you understand? Class is yeah, I think it makes sense. <laughs> I think I just saw that point go like way above my head, way over there. I, like I know math, one. I, like I know math. one viewer that will completely understand that, and that's Commissioner Kyle McIntyre no, right. with his educational background. Good point, uh, Nuxi. Yeah. You, uh, your thoughts? Uh, I'm gonna buy. <laughs> I'm gonna buy. Is that 42? As you said, four of the six games they have left are against teams under or left in this month. Right. Are against teams under 500. Three of those at uh, three of those four at the Access Communications mm. Center in Battlefords. His line looks unstoppable. He's got, you know. Uh, He's gotten all sorts of chances that he even hasn't scored, so there's even more goals going in. I'd, at this point, I'd actually be surprised. I don't know whatever the math you talked about there, <laughs> well, but right. I'd be surprised at this point if he doesn't hit 50 by the end of March. He's just he's just that locked in right now. Plus the hat trick at the showcase, so he's got a, he's got about a thousand goals in the last week. Sure. So I like buy it. I like it. Um, you know what? And it sometimes works, Nugsy, that you're buying your stock based off heart mm. and your and, and you know and your choice, which I do love. Uh, I'm going to look at the graphs and the math, and I'm going to buy my stock right. based off that, which tells me that he's going to be just under. Fair enough. Uh, and just to add to Nugsy's point, he had like he has six games left: two against Notre Dame, two against Flin Flon, and Yorkton and Melville. 
We wish him the best of luck. Oh, yeah. Mm. But uh, we'll see what happens. What so. will that put him? That's, uh, that'll put him at 50 goals in 46 games, which would absolutely smash his uncle's record. It would. You know, 51 goals in 50 games. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. It would be fun to see. Yeah. It would be very yeah. fun to see, uh, for mm-hmm. sure. But another great uh, addition of buy it or sell it. I'm still trying to figure out Rory's math, but uh, <laughs> hopefully we'll figure it we'll out. Tweet it out. I'll well, tweet it out. Tweet it out, yeah. and I'm sure all the people on Twitter can clarify if Perfect. it's right. I believe you. I think it's right. Um, <laughs> I believe him too, but I, before, I also disagree. <laughs> before we preview this week in the SJHL, uh, we have to talk about the SJHL raffle on right now. I mean, guys, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. I just want to point this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't got a gift uh, for your loved one for Valentine's Day, there's the Polaris side-by-side. Tickets are on sale right now for SJHL, uh, SJHLraffle.ca. One for 25, three for 60, 10 for 100. You could win a brand new side-by-side courtesy of the SJHL. Tickets are available right now. But the big thing is there's only 5,000 available. So you want to get your tickets as soon as possible. Like I mentioned, um, you know, it could make a great Valentine's Day gift. Clark, producer Clark, who's in the back, who's not on your screen, it's his wife's birthday today, so hopefully oh, he bought tickets for – he, hopefully birthday, he bought Clark. SJHL raffle side-by-side tickets uh, for uh, his wife for her birthday. But tickets are on sale until April 23rd. The draw will be done April 27th live on SJHL Insider down at the Polaris dealership. So get your tickets now. All right. It's this week's a lot busier than this past week because there is no showcase. So let's get into the schedule. And it's very rare that we have a game on a Monday night. First time of the season? Well, other than showcase. SJHL sure. oh, yes. showcase. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is the first time. There it is. LaRange and Notre Dame. We talked about the importance of this one. I would say it's important for both teams. Mm-hmm. Eight o'clock. Nugsy's got the call at the dunk tank. Hounds and Ice Wolves and Nugsy, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, all three games this year between these two teams have all gone to overtime. They've all been three to two overtime wins for LaRange. Oh, wow. So you're saying the Hounds are due. Absolutely. There you go. And Carson Bayless, I believe, has five goals. You heard it here first. The Hounds are due, according to Nunes. Then let's go to Tuesday. Another game on the schedule. LaRange wrapping up four games in five nights. They're going to want some revenge after that Saturday game against Melville. Uh, Puck drop, 7 o'clock at the bank. And then on Wednesday, two games on the schedule. Melville is visiting Estevan also. And... That's actually Thursday, guys. That's Thursday's game. Flynn Flon's at York, and the other game on Wednesday is Kindersley at Melfort. Mm. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, guys, when you look at this week, uh, I'll start with you, Nugsy. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at this week, and what are you keeping your eye on? Oh, my eyes are definitely on Nippowin. Nippowin, Estevan, Nippowin, Weyburn. Like, yeah. it's going to be spicy. Those are three teams mm. that play pre- relatively similar styles. You know, hard, physical, aggressive, in-your-face hockey. And, oh, boy. And, like, that, that, that race between those three, they're all around each other in the standings now. It's going to mean so much for those three teams. And we could have a little bit more clarity on everything based mm-hmm. on those, those two games between those three teams uh, next time we all meet. And it just it wasn't shown on those graphics, but yeah. into the weekend. Nipwin plays 3-3 three and three this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame, he, he, stole my, uh, he stole my answer, but I was actually surprised that he forgot about his own team that they played the first game, I guess. Right. On Thursday, and that's <laughs> right. the other team that's in the mix. Right, right. right. Nippon, Weyburn, Estevan, and Notre Dame. And right. Nippon's going to play Notre Dame on Thursday. Then they're going to go play Estevan on Friday, and they're going to play Weyburn on Saturday. That's an interesting road trip for Nippon to see yeah. where they are and kind of as Newsy said, see how everything shakes up. But uh, yeah, all three, all three, three out of the all four teams that are in that little mix mm. are going to be playing each other now. And I'll make it unanimous. That was what I was keeping my eye. Yeah, I sure. think that yeah. that Nippon Weyburn game. Oh, yeah, that's the one for me that I'm like looking at. I, and, well, I do also. Sorry, news. I do also want to say that uh, we talked about Larange, and they're like, you know, yeah. they want to clean up a couple things. There's still five more road games straight, mm-hmm. so they're going to play a few of them this week. Let's mm-hmm. see how Larange kind of can counteract on the road here. And and if there isn't like what I've learned the last couple of years is there there isn't that in terms of stabs. I think there's a bunch of coaches and teams that pay attention to our show and things that we're saying and things that people around the league are saying. But I think the Estevan staff does a really good job of using different narratives around their team to motivate their team. People saying Nippon's going to catch Estevan. People saying Weber sure. could catch Estevan. That makes Estevan people angry. I said they wouldn't believe it or not. Okay. Well, some people do. I'm just saying some <laughs> people do. I did. I did. I, 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 just, but my point is, they use these narratives really, sure. really well. Yeah, and yeah, Estevan, yeah. Jason Tatarnik, and his staff really pay attention. 
attention to the met psycho- psychology around their team. Uh, so I think that again, that Nippo and Estevan game is going to be extremely spicy. Affinity plays, mm-hmm. and and I actually going back and building off the, one of the buyer sell questions, like with Estevan's schedule down the stretch, mm-hmm. and how healthy they're going to get. I think they're going to build a lot of positive yeah. positive momentum going into the playoffs, and they might they're going to be a very tough out. But hopefully, Katerunki is healthy. Like hopefully, he gets back. Soon. Yes, he's a big, big miss. For them. He is. He's a, he's a big addition. Obviously, he's the captain of their team for a reason. Uh, regardless of what game you're watching, it is going to be a fantastic week in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, before we go, we have to thank our sponsors once again for all the great support. Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West Tourism, Saskatchewan, SG. Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association and Young's Equipment, thank you so much for your support. Uh, because without their support, the show wouldn't be possible. And also, if you want to be a guest on the show, mm. just tell us you're a friend of the show. We'll yeah, bring 100%. You yeah, you got to do yeah. that now. Apparently. Tweet us. Yeah. Just say, <laughs> we love the show. Yeah. would love to be on. That's and can, right. I, can I tell my quick Jared Sitch story? Yeah, let's yes, hear it. All right. All right. You All right. waited. You Very waited. quick. All right. Very Get quick. comfy. Big, big shout out to Skip Deeg. Rory and Humble, not Rory's, but Humble's uh, trainer. trainer. Oh, this is a good story, actually. Uh, because yeah. because in the third period at the showcase, one of the games, Jared Sitch had an issue mm-hmm. with his skate. And I'm thinking, you know, Skip Deke has sabotaged Jared Sitch's <laughs> skate here in the third period of a game. And, you know, Skip takes the guy, takes Jared's skate, comes back, and, like, it takes within minutes. He fixed his skate. I said to Jared yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was, I said, how about that? I was joking that maybe Skip sabotaged it. And for Jared right away, he's like, that was amazing. So kudos to Skip for helping out uh, a player on a rival team there at the showcase. That's what the showcase is all about. Yeah. You know, we're all SJHL yeah. at the showcase, and and Skip uh, shout out did an awesome job. Got Jared back with plenty of time in the third period in that game, and and Jared didn't get hurt or anything. So that's fantastic too. And his skate is be- is better than new. He said so. Kudos. <laughs> There you go. It's been the second Skip shout out of the last three weeks on the show. Way to go, <laughs> Skip. a lot of airtime. Skip. That's awesome. <laughs> Maybe Skip will be on the show. Well, yeah. We can bring Skip ah, on Let's get sure. Skip on the show. <laughs> yes. Regardless, uh, it's going to be a great week of hockey in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, be sure to get out to your local rink and check out all the great local action. If you can't, you can catch all the games on Hockey TV. Uh, regardless, going to be a great week in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, for Jamie Nugabauer, Rory McGoran, my name's Jeremy Corgan, and this has been another great episode of SJHL Weekly across the SJHL social media platforms.